Welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Classroom. It's your boy, JT Knows Things, and my co-host, Steve Wolterman. This podcast is for you. We are hedge fund managers. We own and operate a fund out of Cincinnati, Ohio called Bleeding Edge Capital. We raise money and deploy it into the crypto space. And we made this podcast to teach you the fundamentals that have made us successful in this space. We are discretionary long and value investors. So if you've been looking for a podcast that explains the technology simply and helps you understand the timeframes and the expectations that you should have when you're in this space and you're looking for a, a place of very robust information and a calm energy. We want you to understand the the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of this market can cause a lot of emotional decision making, which is not ideal. So we want you to understand the fundamentals. We want you to follow the number one rule in investing. Okay, that is to understand your investment. So. Sit down, get out a notepad, get a pen ready, and learn alongside Steve as I teach him basic technological principles of why we love blockchain, crypto, everything computer science as it pertains to this industry. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get right to it. All right. Welcome back to Crypto Classroom. We're recording episode five. Uh, we, we just concluded episode four, and we're uh, going to make a, a quick turn here at the, at the end of episode four, uh, as we're in general talking about Web 2 to Web 3, uh, and Jake started explaining some things about Ethereum and building on top of that, and I thought it'd be a, um, a good moment to, to unpack that a little bit more. Um, so, so to recap, a lot of the, the Web 2 discussion was the SMTP protocol, that you know through open source people developed that you know then became you know email as we know it uh that was you know um, utilized by certain companies you know you know google i think gmail is now kind of one probably the email game and, and um you know maybe you can kind of pick right back up on what yeah. i started to talk about as people you know, as companies went in to to build on this SMTP protocol, you know, Ethereum is some kind of protocol, and you know, you hear people want to come and build on Ethereum. Uh, what what are we? What do we mean by that? Before I get into it, Steve, I gotta yeah. applaud you for using protocol correctly. Ethereum is a protocol. You're you're crushing it. That's exactly it. You know, and hopefully, you guys are you know able to communicate the same way. You know, after listening to this stuff, so Ethereum. Just like SMTP, okay, it was built by um, a group of people. And Vitalik Buterin was one of them. Gavin Wood was another. These are all random people, all different age groups. If you look at those two together, you'd be like, oh, how'd they even meet each other? They're 30 years apart almost. Yeah. Uh, it was Vitalik's idea, and then people started coming on, and they all took a part of that like developer share that we talked about in the last episode, where it's like, I think it was 20% of Ethereum was held for the Ethereum Foundation. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and then the rest is public. And I think Vitalik holds 10%. And then the rest is split amongst all the other people that were in the so beginning. A lot of cheddar these days, right? Billions. Yeah. I think it's 16 billion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right now. 
Probably, probably a million ETH or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like he donates ETH all the time, guys. Like if you don't follow Vitalik, he's a great guy. He's one of the smartest people to walk this earth. He's awesome. He donates ten thousand ETH randomly all the time to people that are building stuff, and uh, he's a huge advocate for this technology. So he, he's great. But you know, Ethereum was built by this just group of open source developers at the end of the day. And the people that learned of the protocol that found how exciting it could be, no different than SMTP. Like back in the 90s, if you were reading their white paper, their technical documentation and going through the code base of what SMTP was, which is basically what I do at Bleeding Edge Capital as an analyst, and you would understand, oh my God, like we can seamlessly within the time of broadband, however fast that is, I can just read something someone sent me. That's crazy. Like I'm, I used to have to mail and I used to buy stamps and you know, you know what I mean? Like you think about it and you're like, this is profound. This is mind blowing. And that, and that's people that are in crypto. That's why we're so passionate. It, it's hard. It's one frustrating because it's like, you guys don't understand how crazy this is. You know, right. like you don't like it's it's pretty, but it's it's so hard to get people there. But once you see it, it's 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 amazing. So, you know, Ethereum is a smart contract platform. It exists on the internet. We're not replacing the internet with Ethereum. Okay, Ethereum really is just a massive distributed computer that's plugged into the internet. Essentially, like it's just a virtual machine. It's just this thing that does a bunch of computations and storage, just like the computer you plug into your wall, your desktop that you play your video games on, okay? But it's a protocol, because this is all being dictated and run by software. At the end of the day, Ethereum is just a bucket of public code. You can fork it, you can copy it. I mean, I... To, to, to create a, a network of smart contracts, 721 tokens, 20 tokens. There's a bunch of different tokens. Again, we're going to keep referencing tokens because this is, this is crypto. Go back to episode two if you don't know what a token is. But it, Ethereum purely exists to create smart contracts and to offer um, Ether as basically value or money in a way. Is there any kind of comparable? I mean, is there a or so, a real-life example of, of... Yeah, and I really liked your dad's example in the last episode. Of photographs. Dave Wolterman. Dick. Richard. Richard. Sorry, Dick Wolterman. Sorry. Okay. Dick wants to be a photographer. Never before Ethereum in Ethereum's protocol. No different than SMTP. Dick could have never sent that photo to you in 1991. Couldn't have done it. It's just in his camera. Right, um, he could have a few years later if he printed it out and then he mailed it. But with SMTP, well, he could have he scanned it and emailed it as an attachment. That would not have existed. You could not have done that without SMTP. Okay. That's my point. Got that became an option after SMTP. Okay, right? He couldn't have done it before. Okay, no shot could he have done it before. And then none of this would have happened without the internet to begin with. Right. But he would never have been able to send it to you without mailing it before SMTP, which is why SMTP as an idea was so profound. 
when he took that picture and he minted, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I said like the last five minutes of episode four here. Uh, when he mints that landscape photo, okay, and he clicks the mint button and he creates this one of one and he becomes a famous photographer. And that thing could be worth a lot of money. And think of all the time and money you know, saved based on the transaction details of the token that it tracks. So, yeah, we know for sure that Dick Wolterman took this photo, all that stuff. That is not an option without the advent of Ethereum. It's never an option. Board Ape Yacht Club sitting down and having, you know, 10,000 designed images all tied to access to a yacht and a hotel. None of that exists without the advent of Ethereum. Ethereum, the protocol. Just, I'm sorry, just to yeah. explain that. I mean, like the perk of having that NFT, you know, I just fear people don't know what yeah. Yacht Club, you know. Okay, so Yuga Labs is a company. Yeah. Right? They are building on top of the Ethereum protocol. Board Ape Yacht Club is one of Yuga Labs' projects. It was their first project. Board Ape Yacht Club, B-A-Y-C. It is an NFT collection. And it's 10,000 unique photos. Not one is the same as the other. There's probably 30 attributes on one image and those 30 all have probably 20 variations. So the permutations make it 10,000 unique images, right? And when they released that project, when they were like, hey, we're coming up with this NFT thing, you know, if we sell all 10,000 at 800 bucks, we'll have $8 million and we're gonna buy a yacht. And if you own one of these things, you can take that yacht out however you want. You just book it. On our Discord, you go to our calendar, you say, I want it this day and that time. And it's all paid for by Board API, by Yuga Labs specifically. Because inside of that smart contract, can programmable money, right? They say that they get 10% royalties on any exchange of the tokens in perpetuity. So if I sell my Board for 250K, they're going to get 25 grand. And that's going to fuel the boat. That's going to it's going to keep take care of our community. Mm -hmm. uh, they did really well. For those who don't know, they went from 800 to, I think, at the peak of the bull, they were sitting around a quarter million as the base. There were some going for four or five. The cost to buy, to buy, one, to buy one of 10,000. One digital image. Correct. Yes. It's hard to, yeah. Right. Well, it goes back to cryptography, immutability, yeah. property rights, and being able to prove that this is one of the 10,000 and I did pay this much and I am only... So in that example, that's like somebody kind of creating a club almost. Right. Here's your membership badge and, you know, it's cost. You're going to get benefits. It's cool. It's fun. Status. Right. And that's built on Ethereum, you know. It wouldn't be possible on digitally... Yes, the way this is without the protocol theory. Okay. It, it would not have been that option. Are, yeah, saying, what, what about the protocol makes is unique to making that uh, doable? That, that's, 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 that's perfect. So, and before I forget, if as a follow-up, you know, I, I know there's cool things that are done. I'm saying cool things like, you know, there's a club. Are there practical, you know, society advancement type 
basic needs that will be approved built on Ethereum? Sure. But maybe the first one is, you know. Yeah, NFTs. What makes that uniquely yeah. able to do it on Ethereum and not not know the normal internet? Yeah. Or well, one there's no protocol that exists except for the ones coming out now, Ethereum, Cardano, but there there never was like a there's no it did not exist before Ethereum. Okay. So it is unique. What makes it capable of this? is it all it all goes back to the word crypto cryptography for sure the fact that we can password protect basically that image and <clears throat> i urge you guys at home you can see how easily uh this this next phrase i'm about to say is, is evident in twitter if you go to twitter so the other thing that cryptography allows us to do is prove ownership it gives you property rights to digital assets if you go to Twitter right now and you just scroll your timeline, you'll see a bunch of circle profile pictures, right? That's just what they look like. Everyone's face or whatever mm -hmm. logo for their business, it's all circles. If you go to mine, add JT knows things, you will find a hexagon. The profile picture looks different already. You're like, what is that? When you click the normal one, the circle one, you click it, it's just gonna take you to an image that you, you can just see the image. If you click mine, it'll take you to my NFT. It'll take you to my wallet. It'll take you to all of the other NFTs that I own. It'll also take you to my Ethereum address where you could give me crypto. You could do whatever you want to it. But literally, the on Twitter, this is not some crazy website. On Twitter, you can just click a profile picture and see that this, in fact, is an NFT. With just a, a simple UI change, you now know that you I paid. I paid for this. This is mine. Oh, and you need my deed? You need to you need to make sure it's mine? Click it. Here's my wallet. Here's also all the shit I own. Right there on Twitter. This is not, you know, some crazy Web3 thing. This is, you know, I, I can prove that I own something digitally for the first time because of Ethereum growth. And, and, and it's, it, it might not sound that mystifying yet, that exciting yet. But that's also because we're, we don't live in a society where our digital identities are that valuable to us, where it's that apparent today to the average Joe walking around. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. There's a great clip uh, in, I think it was 1993, Bill Gates being on Tonight Show talking about, well, soon, <laughs> it's actually really funny. Soon, guys, like, we're not going to be sending mail, physical mail. Every yeah. piece of mail is going to be electronic. And he was laughed at. <laughs> yeah. He was laughed at. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why did he say that? The SMTP protocol. He knew what it was. He's like, guys, like, you did, You think you're going to be buying stamps? Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But he's just that far ahead. Yeah. The fact that we can, Ethereum allows us to, to have digital property rights, that is going to unlock trillions of dollars of applications that I could not possibly think of right now. The fact that I can prove that I own something online, prove it, and prove that I paid X for it and that it's at least worth X. So to answer my own question, which was the, the follow-up, I mean, so we're talking, this is cool to have, you know, 
you know, the club and you get your badge or your NFT and you get these perks, but, you know, the, and this all goes back to the blockchain and how, you know, unique it is that you're able to prove these things. Right. It's non-fungible. You can't change it. But, you know, we've talked outside these episodes, like about real estate. Right. Like, so you, you know, you could tokenize real estate, you know, and sell the building and fractional interest, you know, and you could have the people that own that sell their fractional piece, you know, freely. You can, you know, it's not a deed that's recorded at a recorder's office, but you've got, right, you know, immutable uh, proof, you know, that somebody owns it. Right. Uh, and then the applications that are probably limitless. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, uh, one 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 example could could literally just be uh, clout. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I mean. Social cloud is multi trillions. Why do people buy Gucci to let you know that they can't? Yeah, right. Sure. Why? Why do you buy? Like, there's no other reason. Balenciaga. Like, I, I could list fifty brands. Like a Lamborghini. At the end of the day, we're all competitive. It's to let everyone else know you can't afford this car. Like, really? I can't. You can't. Right, right. There's a when you sit and then you feel powerful. Why? Because you can afford it and they can't. Whoever they is, whatever enemy you've put in your mind that you're supposedly better than. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just how the human. I'm not judging anyone. If you own a Ferrari, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Pure performance enthusiast, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yes, but cloud is real. It is. Yeah, for sure. Digital cloud is just not in a place where people can understand how important it is to prove that you own something digitally because we're not there as a society yet. Gates, huh? This is the Bill Gates moment of that, you know. This is, I guess, I'm Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. laugh, this is right. It doesn't feel profound yet, but 20 years from now, when you have your wallet stacked with tokens and you're like, I'm yeah. the shit. I hope you heard this episode and heard me. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how it's going to be. You're going to have your license in your federally issued wallet that's tied to your social. You're going to have your driver's license, your passport. You're never going to need to worry about any of that stuff. It's all going to be a soulbound token in your wallet. You're going to have the deed to your home. You could literally send someone a link to your public encrypted password secure wallet, and you could show everyone your net worth in real time. So all those functions of life that are digitalized in the future, you know, an investment now in Ethereum or other protocols on which those things will be built yes. is akin to investing at the very base level of technology that, you know, you would have been investing in, in the late 80s that would end the Web 2. Right. If you pick the right protocols. Right. Is what you're looking at now. We might not understand it, all of us. Me as a me. Yeah. But I, you know, you certainly can grasp. There could be big changes coming, and I mean, just think yeah, about it. The things that are out there that are part. What was twenty years ago? What year was it? It was two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay, in two thousand three, like nothing existed. Like what everything we do today online, none of it existed. You couldn't log into Twitter. You couldn't send a Snapchat. And these things have. Billions of users and unique addresses. You say that, and I, I guess that's true. I mean, I, I'm 20 years. Yeah. I, I, what existed in 2003? You were, you were, I was in law school, and I mean, we were, I mean, we researched, we, 
you know, Google. There's news. There's Google. information. Google. You Google yeah. regularly in 2003. Did you Google more or less now? Wait. Well, right. I mean, yeah. If I were to ask you, yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, what was life before a smartphone? You know, because you had to go log onto a computer. Um, 2003, there were no smartphones. So I can tell you that. I don't think there were, right? No, there was not. My first phone. My first phone was a razor when I was yeah. 14. So now I'm horrified at the weekly reports of, you know, what is my phone usage? And it's, you know, you're sitting there at night looking things up, researching, six, seven uh, hours, reading news, articles. 20 years ago, yeah. how many hours do you think you spent on your phone working? Barely. Right. What about today? How many hours are you on your phone? Many people get stuck thinking too short term. 20 years is not a long time. This earth has been around 4 billion years. 20 years is not even point zero. I could say zero for a long time. 1% of the entire existence of this earth. Mm -hmm. It's nothing. It's a blink. You know? And like it's if you really think about what 2003 was like compared to now, then no one ever could argue that technology is becoming less than. It is only compounded, and that is there not there's not one graph that does not suggest otherwise. So I'm telling you indefinitely that our worlds will be more digital in the future. They already are. They already are. They have already become more digital. You said you spent no time on your phone 20 years ago. Neither did I. But now, I, if I don't have my phone, I have anxiety. I'm worried. Did I leave it somewhere? What's going on? Why? Yeah, none of this may be good. No, I'm not saying it's good or bad. But I'm, I'm trying to help everyone understand how they can invest and make some money. Yeah. Right? Like, the reason we care about our phone so much is because of how much important shit is stored on it. We have so much value of all. We, we can feel the value in this device mm -hmm. as soon as it's gone your world. You even get phantom vibrations, I guarantee. You. Phones <laughs> out of your pocket. Yeah. You think a text came? It's such a familiar, calming yeah. feeling. When you're anxious, you're going to get one of those because it, it's familiar. Yeah. The human animal clings to familiarity. We love technology, even if we don't want to admit it. It's incredible. Our whole lives are in it. Ethereum lets us prove that we own that technology. I, if I showed you a picture of my family right now, said so I was married to three kids and I had a ring on, and I could lie to you completely, sociopathic level, right? You would have zero way of knowing of any of it. Scams over eighty billion dollars just just yeah, in people. So you know what I mean? Dating apps, I'm sure will. Dating, getting catfish. Yeah. I'm a single twenty eight year old. I get catfish all the time. <laughs> it's prime catfish season, baby. It's awful. You know what I mean? If if, if your profile picture was an NFT with a token yeah. and it had the timestamp on, I'd be like, this girl took this picture three years ago. I wonder what she looks like now. You know, it's three year old picture. I can't see the timestamp on a photo they put. Facebook doesn't let me because they own everything. I'm on Facebook dating. They own it. They don't, if they make a decision that they don't want us to know when these pictures were taken, they don't have to show the file creation time and day because I have no authority over it. Ethereum is a public blockchain. Everything is open. Everything. 
But for the Ethereum is like the SMTP for digital property rights. And it sounds crazy now, but I'm telling you, 10, 20 years from now, yeah. that's going to be like, it's going to be so common that there won't be a distinction between on-chain and online. It's just going to be what it is. It's just going to be how it goes. But it'd be really cool to own a percentage of the SMTP protocol as, I don't know, $15 trillion of companies have been built on top of it in 30 years. In 30 years, tens of trillions of dollars of companies have been built using that protocol. And they just have, yeah. like, uh, Twilio uses it, um, Yahoo, AOL, Facebook, um, Snapchat. Anytime you have an electronic file moving from server to server in a messaging system, that is one form of SMTP. It's either IMAP, POP3, SMTP, but it's all the same idea that it's just an idea of sending messages from server. Yeah, that's all it is. And with with Web three and Ethereum specifically, we're talking about a protocol as an idea that instead of files, we have these things called smart contracts. Instead of a dot word or just uh, an XML file in between email servers, we have these seven to one tokens that we can program to basically do anything. The second they get to the server, instead of just being stored, they'll execute programs. Yeah. They'll do stuff. Oh, they can continuously do stuff. Like, I mean, it's a programmable file. It's, it's profound in that way. And that there's never really been an instance of this before. And that's why in just a short period of time from 2014, so in nine years, it has accrued at its peak almost $300 billion of value. $300 billion with no one understanding what it is. <laughs> right? Well, why does it trade so expensive? Why is it that value? Because I'm telling you all that digital property, property rights amongst digital money, it does so much. But I really focus on that fundamental principle. It is going to be super important. Like the fact, like if I bought a quarter million dollar NFT that also Shaquille O'Neal, Ellen DeGeneres, Eminem, and everyone else bought the same thing, and we had the hexagon profile picture of all of us, and I could prove to you that I am a member of that club and right. you know I am, that's no different than driving around in a Ferrari around town. I got a quarter yeah. million dollar profile picture. Yeah. You're a player. What is that? Yeah. Do you think that's going to grow in usability or decline in usability in the next 10, 20 years? It will grow. That's why you should know more about Ethereum. I like it. That's good. Um, well, we'll draw it to a conclusion there. Maybe next episode we'll take a deep dive into catfish season. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do that. Pull up pictures of <laughs> bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Right. But until then, uh, take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you. It's your boy, JT Knows Things, and I'm back to give you those sexy disclaimers. Everything in this cast should not be interpreted, cannot be interpreted as financial advice, legal advice, accounting advice, and pretty much any other advice that you may or may not be gleaning from the episode. We are simply documenting all of our research for our, an educational purpose only. We thank you so much for tuning in and your support. And until next time, see ya.